0: I better come up here and get
1: one of these. What's
2: that? It's a chicken salad. Hi, I'm Rachel Hansen. And I'm Julia Craven, and you're listening to I C Y M I. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture.
1: And today we're joined by former Slate staff writer, current author of health and wellness newsletter Make It Make Sense, and eternal icon, Julia. Raven. Julia! Thank you Hi. for joining me. I have um, been obsessed with you for literal years. So thank you for indulging me and in coming on the show.
2: You're very kind. And I've been obsessed with you too. Um, when I got the invite to come, I was just like, yes, of course <laughs> I want to talk to Rachel for an hour. In grand
1: guest host tradition, I have a few starter questions for you. Are you. Are you ready? I think so. Okay, so I don't really know how I decide who to ask this question to other than I always wonder who's going to have the funniest answer. And so I feel like you would have a really funny answer. So I'm going to ask you, do you think Jesus was canonically hot? <laughs> um, <laughs> like in the Bible, <laughs> the historical document, <laughs> do you think Jesus was hot?
2: <laughs> um, I feel like every... Single Bible study lesson that I was dragged to as a child. Every single time I was told to be quiet in church. I feel like all of that, like the Southern Baptist indoctrination that I had is like mm-hmm. bubbling up inside <laughs> me right now. And I feel like that I was the hope. Sent, like, I'm so sorry, Nana. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to say no.
1: Okay. I agree, but tell me why. So
2: it's it's twofold. All of those Sundays I spent in church, I feel like, are preventing me from saying anything other than, like, no. Um, and the other part is I'm just not sure that, that I would find anyone from that era hot. Mm. I mean like because we live in a world where like Yaya exists down, oh, and Jonathan <laughs> Majors and yes. I just Aldous Hodge yes so I'm gonna say no for the sake of like my mental health <laughs> I'm gonna say no <laughs> so what was your answer is it yes or no
1: it's no I don't think Jesus was hot okay. and I think that is based on the fact that to follow, I mean, in the the church tradition, I've also grew up Southern Baptist, but I feel like following Jesus was not supposed to be something that was, like, super easy. Like, there were trials and tribulations to overcome. Like, they were on that right. boat in the ocean thinking they were going to drown. And I feel like it'd be a lot easier to follow a hot person. And so I think that Jesus is not hot so that you would kind of look past him. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I think that he's not hot, but I think he had hot energy. I think he was very charismatic.
2: <laughs> hot energy?
1: I think he had good vibes. I think the vibes are right.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I can never share this. Like, my Nana can never hear this. She would, she would <laughs> flip.
0: She would
1: flip. Well, sorry, Julia's Nana. We will move on from our to-be-determined hot lord And now for my next question, which is, what is your favorite song off of Beyonce's Renaissance? You have to pick one. There's no, like, you can only pick one. There's no waffling. He did. What? That was a lot. (laughs) I thought we were going to be going back and forth for a while, but you came out the gate. That's a great choice.
2: I've, I think because I've, so I've been listening to this album nonstop pretty much. Like, so about a month ago, I finally stopped listening to it every day. Cause I was like, (laughs) something has to give, like, Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't keep listening to this daily. Like I have to listen to something else. Um, And so I've already done all of like the mental gymnastics in my head about like, which song is better? What's the best song? And I've I've just landed on the Heated Hive was right from the beginning. Like, wow. this is the best song on the album. But it's hard because there's so many good songs on the album.
1: There is. There's no skips. I don't think there's a bad song on the album. I have some skips. What are your skips?
2: Well, I have a skip. What's the single skip? So, okay, I want to preface this because I do not want anybody coming for me. <laughs> I don't think this is a bad song. It's just not it doesn't vibe with my personal music preferences. Okay. I just like faster pace, like more upbeat, more up tempo music.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: I do skip plastic off the sofa. I, when she said upbeat,
1: I was like, It's gonna be yeah. it's
2: gonna be the slow one.
1: I think given your personal music preferences, that makes sense. However, as a Pisces, plastic off the sofa hits. <laughs>
2: It's a beautiful song. I, I like it. And if I'm listening to the whole album, like mm-hmm. at home or while I'm cleaning or something, fine. If I put it on in the gym, oh. I like that's just not going to no, work. That's, it's that's not, not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing
1: trying to do, <laughs> trying to do deadlift deadlifts. to plastic on the sofa. <laughs> it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. I just lay down. <laughs> And I already want to do that when I'm yeah. in the gym.
2: You know, same. I know people don't believe me when I say that because I'm a gym girly, but same. Same.
1: I think <laughs> even when you're a gym girly and you enjoy working out, there's always a moment that comes in your workout where you're like, I would rather be doing anything else.
2: <laughs> you know, you ain't got it every day. That's like the, the thing I wish. And obviously we're going to get into this in a little bit, but that's like the thing I wish more health and wellness content creators would talk about is how there's just days where you just ain't got it and that's fine like that's normal
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean as you said we're gonna get into that later because that's what today's topic is about you julia craven <laughs> today's episode is the first of a new segment we're trying out tentatively called internet diary though if the icy My listeners have any better options please dm us y'all are incredible at coming up with names But the concept is like really simple and extremely self serving, in that I just wanted an excuse to have the coolest, smartest people I know come on the show and tell me about their internet habits. I just feel like the way we incorporate the internet into our daily lives says a lot about us. It's kind of a little personality test, and I love personality tests. So, after a short break, I will be back with our first diarist, Julia. I'm so excited! I actually realized I didn't ask you the question before the break that I usually ask everyone. So I'm going to ask it now. What is your first internet memory?
2: So my first internet memory is definitely Neopets. Ooh. Yeah. Is that a ooh, like, ooh, she's like very niche or ooh, like she's a little old?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was a ooh in that I did not really partake of Neopets, but I know a lot of people who did, and I'm always fascinated by, like, because I never really experienced it. Like, if you took me to the homepage of Neopets, I would be like, I don't know what to do here. So I just like hearing about it.
2: So when I started on Neopets, I would go to the library while my Nana would, like, run her Saturday errands, and Mm. I would, like, fuck around on the computer because (laughs) I didn't have internet at home. Yeah. And so because I didn't have internet at home and I got, like, this once a week, like, internet time, my Neopets time was not successful um, because I was only checking on them, like, once a week. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Were they just dying? Do Neopets die?
2: I can't remember if they died or not, but I know that they weren't thriving. Like, it was not a they starved like it it just oh. it was a you know the internet during the during the aughts was just a wild time anyway oh. like mm-hmm. it was just the wild west and my neopets experience being a terrible parent was a part of that <laughs> so <laughs> that's my first internet memory is um depriving my neopets of <laughs> nourishment <Blood> and water <laughs> yeah
1: Okay, so Neopets, I think, kind of counts as a platform, but my next question is, what was the first platform that became, like, a regular part of your life? Like, one that you visited every day and not once a week?
2: So it was two, and they happened kind of simultaneously. So when I was in like seventh or eighth grade, like we finally did get internet um, because we were able to convince. Like I was, I was able to convince my great grandmother that we needed internet. Yeah, like I needed this, and I was on Zanga and MySpace every day.
1: Ooh, okay. Tell me more about Zanga. Zanga is unlike Neopets in that I didn't, I've never really been on it, but I've heard about it. So tell me what your experience on Zanga was like.
2: I know for me, it was just like a, it was like a new way to write and to mm-hmm. like blog, and being younger at the time, like it just kind of helped me process things to type it out, but. That experience was just like, oh, like, there's a new way to communicate. Like, this is a new medium. And then MySpace was just, MySpace was just like a whole new world. It was like, oh, my God, like, there's all these people. And it's like, we can, I can connect with and talk to people who live Mm -hmm. in Alaska. Like, what? Being able to just see profiles and potentially connect with people who were not in my world was Mm -hmm. like, for me, I was yeah. like, "Oh shit! Like this is this is awesome."
1: Do you remember any of your MySpace
2: profile songs? So this was also during my emo phase. I have to say that
1: yes, um, <laughs> MySpace was also my emo phase.
2: <laughs> I feel like it might have been every black girl's emo phase. Okay, it, it might have been. So there were definitely. Oh my God, I want to say Paramore. Okay. It definitely had to be a, and if it wasn't Paramore, it was certainly like Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. I think I had Dead on Arrival on my profile. Ooh. I know, Good yeah. Choice.
1: Also, like the, the <laughs> layers of meaning <laughs> Dead on Arrival to my MySpace page. <laughs>
2: There you go. My brain was not functioning that highly at that time in my life. I think it was. I, think I like it was that. Subconscious.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. The black girl emo phase I feel like was also almost not exclusively but mostly lived on the internet for a lot of us. Yeah. And so I just have this like really warm fuzzy feeling towards that era of being online.
2: And I've I felt like I went through my emo phase alone as you do during an emo phase. Like (laughs) you think it's just like you're the only person in the world going through this at this point in time. So doing that and like through music or MySpace or whatever, it was just kind of like, I don't know. It just it felt like another way to express a um, not to like, I don't know. I don't know how deep I want to get, but I was navigating big emotions at the time and Mm -hmm. I didn't understand them and being able to just sit for a few hours and like create a profile from scratch and then like put your music on there and like choose all of these little photos and tidbits and whatnot. It just felt like a really good outlet Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it was different than just like writing poetry or you know brooding while reading a book or something like yes, that, yes. Mm-hmm. it was it was a new way to just like express myself when I didn't feel like I could do that in my actual life for whatever yeah. reason.
1: Oh, uh, well. Speaking of. MySpace pages and songs and things that have stayed with us. What is kind of the last piece of internet ephemera that's kind of lodged its way into your brain and refused to leave? Like it could be a tweet or a TikTok or a Vine. Rest in peace. Just something that you you find yourself thinking about maybe too often.
2: <laughs> so there was this like moment on TikTok where there was this lady and she was singing this song. And part of the lyrics were taste the biscuit, taste the goodness of the biscuit. Taste the biscuit, taste the goodness of the biscuit. And so someone paired that with a filter of just like one of those filters where they put your face on it and then like you have a different body. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this the, a woman's body and she's just like bright silver and shiny and she has on a purple dress and she's like walking down a beach and it's like just her walking to the taste the biscuit taste the goodness of the biscuit uh-huh. and this didn't go particularly viral like I think maybe under the sound and under the filter, it like both of them had like maybe three or 4,000 videos. Mm-hmm. So this was not like a big viral thing. Yeah. It was very niche. And somehow my algorithm thought that I was into it. And as always, my algorithm was correct. <laughs> I was like, like sounds like it was right. <laughs> very much into this. <laughs> and then the second one is it's a chicken
1: salad. Oh, yes. You did the little finger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Superior.
1: Just superior. Uh, the way she made that salad looks so good.
2: I know it is so. I know that salad is amazing. Bussin. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Y'all better come up here and get one of these. What's that? It's a chicken salad. From where? 81st Deli. What's on superior. it?
1: Superior. I got chicken. Basically. <laughs> a camera pans onto this woman who is very clearly enjoying a salad and she kind of like crooks her finger over her mouth as someone asks her, what are you eating? And she's like, it's a salad. And she explains what's in it. It's chicken, there's banana peppers, cucumbers. And I can't even describe like why this video is so great, except that it
2: is. (laughs) I think it's great because like, you know how like you be eating or like somebody around you is eating and it's just like, oh, like, and they're like, like you can tell that it's good just Mm -hmm. because like they're not talking to anybody. Like they're enjoying their meal. And then you ask them, oh, like, what are you eating? And then like, they're just like, it's a, and and I'm just like, yeah, because you were, (laughs) that shit was good.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. It's like when you don't even stop chewing to tell me what you're eating you're just like i'm gonna just put my hand over my mouth and be like is this
2: exactly
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. best advertisement for <laughs> for a place 81st deli i need to go <laughs>
2: So I've started to get the videos of like mm-hmm. people going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and getting the chicken salad and just like getting it, going to sit in their car, just like I'm going to film my reaction. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen a person say that it's bad yet. Like everyone is just like, nah, like this chicken salad is actually amazing. And now I want one. I'll I mean, same,
1: same. Wow. That's was- this <laughs> 81st Deli is going to come up now.
2: Yeah, they, should give, they better give her a cut.
1: Listen, whatever business comes in after the date that video was posted, she is owed at least 10%. Amen. <laughs> I have so many other questions for you, but first we have to take a short break. When we get back, I'm going to get you to spill some secrets.
2: Now I'm scared. <laughs> you should be. Taste the
0: biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit.
1: Hi y'all, hope you're enjoying today's show. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. We are thrilled to have you here. In case you missed it, that is the name of the show. And also our show comes out twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So please make sure you never miss an episode like this past Wednesdays where you can hear me say emu in an extremely American accent for 30 minutes straight. It's all about how a lesbian emu influencer got milkshake ducked. And we're back with Julia. And the first spicy question I have is, I'm assuming you were part of many group chats. What, which one has the wildest name?
2: So I am going to choose one that is wild, but isn't like, isn't just too much. <laughs> To reveal.
1: That that (laughs) makes me think there is one that is too much to reveal. (laughs) And fair.
2: Um, The Dick Chicks. I can't believe I'm sharing that.
1: I am obsessed. (laughs) I'm obsessed. I love it. Um, Can I know the backstory to the name?
2: (laughs) Um, It's actually very, like, it's very innocuous. It's just, we don't talk about dick (laughs) like that's like that's not (laughs) i i assumed (laughs) but we were actually just making some i can't remember like the the start of it but we just started making um we just started making puns
1: oh yeah
2: and so the puns were probably honestly based on like a hinge profile that someone saw where a person said something really wild and so we just started like making puns about different names that people who have dicks can call them and so that just led to being like the dick chicks yeah that's it it's that I don't know it sounds wilder than it was (laughs) Okay,
1: if you could only follow three people on social media, I just picked a random number. I don't know why I picked three. (laughs) But their posts are the only ones you're going to see for the rest of your life. There's no
2: changing. Who would they be? So I actually came prepared. Ooh. And I chose three people for my three most used platforms. Ooh. Yeah. You did research. I can't just pick three, like, because people are so different depending Mm -hmm. on the platform. Yeah. So we'll start with Twitter. Okay. It has to be written by Hannah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the Twitter account of writer Hannah Pfeiffer. It is just, like, chaos, but also brilliant analysis. Like, the
2: best of both worlds. Great choice. Thank you. I like to think I have taste. (laughs) No, you do. Um... (laughs) Maya S. Cade. Ooh, we had her on the uh, show. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm a fan. Um, and then out of context, House of the Dragon. Are you the only person in America who's enjoying House of the Dragon? I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what y'all's problem is. Actually. I haven't seen it.
1: It's not y'all. <laughs>
2: Okay. Good Twitter choices. <laughs> um, so for Instagram, Megan the Stallion. Good choice. Beyonce. I, I thought she'd make it up there. <laughs> and Joanne the Scammer.
1: Ooh. Yeah. So Joanne the Scammer is this character created by, I think um, his name is Brandon Miller, and Joanne is just She's a scammer. She wears this beautiful gray fur. She smokes Newport. She's always running up someone's PayPal account. I've lied to a face. I've lied to disgrace. I've lied about sex, religion, and race. I've lied to elope. Got married for hope. I'll continue to lie. I've lied in this poem. I like this. That'd be a fun feed. Honestly, I feel like you're really having like a very pure social media experience.
2: Yeah, I should just do this. Like yeah. I should purge everything <laughs> except these accounts. These accounts? That'd be so fun. Cause Joanne, like, I have to have access to those archival videos. Yes. Like I think
1: Joanne to. might be coming back. I've seen some teaser videos. Yes. Yes.
2: And when we needed them most, they returned.
1: The Avatar, the last airbender reference.
2: They returned. I knew you had
1: taste. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now actually moving on. I'm assuming the next platform is TikTok.
2: The next and the last platform is TikTok. So I have Psy Iconic. Okay.
1: I don't know this one.
2: It's very... um, You know I love chaos. (laughs) And it's very chaotic. Ooh. It's very chaotic. And it involves a lot of um, personas and a lot of different characters. All of which are rooted in, like, really kind of a, I don't want to over-intellectualize it, but to me, they come off as, like, very, just, like, rooted in satire. It's it's good, though. It's good. The girls aren't making content like that. You're recommending it,
1: so I'm assuming it's good.
2: Yeah. So, Psy Iconic. Okay. Semi Moonlight. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, who I follow on TikTok and Twitter, but you know I had to pick and choose, so I chose no. I think, TikTok.
1: I think her tw- her TikTok con her Instagram content's also great, but I do think TikTok is yes. her like the best platform. Yeah, no, I love her. So Simmy is a plus sized black fashion influencer who just creates the most beautiful outfits and also has just incredible thoughts about like anti-blackness and fat phobia in the fashion industry. Like she's just a great follow.
2: I agree. And it's Nita.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. The Nita? Yes. <laughs> You do love chaos, and she is chaos incarnate. It's Nita is just uh, her. Her full name is Fanita, and she has this thing where basically she stitches videos of hot men um, making thirst traps, and she will just come up after them and be like, "What are you doing with all that all those thighs out there? Like, get your ass over here, boy!" And it's just like I'm I'm obsessed.
2: I want to apologize for who I am. I am extremely sorry for my behavior. <laughs> She's the fucking best. She's
1: so funny. Her laugh? Like, oh my God. We will link all these people on on our Twitter, but these are all phenomenal choices.
2: <laughs> I, thank you. These, thank you. These
1: feeds sound like perfect.
2: You know, I needed a balance of, like, pretty pictures, Mm -hmm. chaos, and people who really do say and do smart things. Mm -hmm. And so even though, like, it might be a bit chaotic, like, it's chaotic with a purpose. Yeah. And I just, I love that. And it had to be funny. It had to be funny.
1: Wow, I'm going to go cleanse all my feeds except for your choices. Takes
2: a bow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Okay. Something else that you are an expert on besides, you know, curating social media feeds is health and wellness, which I consider one of the wildest parts of the internet. Yes. Beyond Like crypto, except I understand health and wellness and I don't understand crypto. So I'm going to ask a kind of thorns and roses question. What is the newest bad wellness trend? And what is the newest good one? What are the kids doing? I've heard about seed cycling. I don't know what that is. I've heard about skin cycling. I do know what that is.
2: We're all cycling through this hellscape. Um, (laughs) But no, the... So, okay, the newest bad wellness trend is reading the ingredient label. And let me oh, explain. I was like, wait a minute. That's <laughs> not what I thought was gonna come. Let me let me explain what I mean by that. So what, what I'm seeing a lot, um, especially on on TikTok, and then those videos end up on Instagram and a lot of that information ends up on Instagram and Twitter, but Mm -hmm. So people are going into the store and like they're filming themselves reading the ingredient labels and these like, quote unquote, bad ingredients for you. And they're just things like xanthan gum and, you know, stuff like that, things that are not actually harmful to your body. Mm -hmm. And then they always end up suggesting like Mm -hmm. instead of getting... Instead of getting like an oat milk brand that has like a gum in it or whatever, you should get malk because malk is um like it doesn't have that in there. What is malk? It's a brand of oat milk that doesn't have a lot of um, it really just doesn't have like a lot of preservatives and things like that in it. It's just very much like a bare bones type of oat milk. And so they'll suggest that over, you know, the one that maybe has a longer ingredient label as healthier when in truth, malk is just more expensive. Yeah. And so what what we're seeing happening with like this viral trend of reading the ingredient label and like, you know, promoting something as unhealthy or not is basically people are just like pushing classism and wellness further yeah um then it's already gone yeah. I was like <laughs> and can it go any further <laughs> yeah you know apparently it can because you know there's Erewhon there's there's you know there's a lot of a lot of these things so that's the that's the bad one um reading right. the ingredient label is not like it could be a good practice like it could stop people from eating foods that you know just don't make them feel good like
1: yeah
2: i love oreos like i'm looking at a rice krispie treat right now (laughs) um but rice krispie treats don't like me because milk doesn't like me Uh, (laughs) relatable content (laughs) yeah so like it could be a good thing but it's just going too far it's going too far yeah, I,
1: I went on an elimination diet for a while because of my IBS, as Ooh, and I was okay. being seen by a nutritionist, so it wasn't just something I was doing. And so there was a period where I was really into reading ingredients lists, but it's because I couldn't have onions or garlic. And so it was one. Of, I was looking through everything for that. But that was one of the only scenarios in which I actually am trying to like actively avoid an ingredient, because I know it doesn't make me feel good. Other than that, I'm right. just like, the preservatives
2: are there for a reason. Exactly. They're there so that your food doesn't, you know, spoil and give you listeria or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Else other foodborne diseases are out there.
1: <laughs> I would prefer not to have botulism, given the option.
2: <laughs> Hello? Like, sh- no, but for real dead ass, seriously. Like, truly, truly. Don't want that. <laughs> That's okay. the one you do not want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last question. What's the good wellness
2: trend happening right now?
1: Hot girl walks. Is it just a walk?
2: Yeah, it's just a walk. A regular daily walk. It's the best wellness trend I have ever seen, ever. Wow. I mean, it's amazing. You And and it's not even overcomplicated. People are just like putting on leggings and going for walks. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> More yeah. of this.
1: Yeah. That's so like
2: accessible. And achievable. Yeah. Wow. Realistic. It's 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 really great. Like it's really great. And I wish more health and wellness trends were like that. Like, oh, take a walk. <laughs> Just go for a walk. Take a nap. Get more
1: sleep. Listen, I mean, I think that's actually kind of a perfect note to end on is go take a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say take a nap. <laughs> also, take a walk and then take a nap. <laughs> All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, to never miss an internet diary. Please leave a rating and review in Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at Icymi underscore pod, which is also where you can find the links to all the incredible people that Julia mentioned during this episode. And it's also where you can DM us your questions. You can also always drop us a note at Icymi at slate.com.
2: I See YMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online. Or on a hot girl walk. Stop putting quotes on fucking posters. Like,
1: like unless it's the cat saying, hang in there, hanging from a
2: tree. I don't want to see it. I don't even like her. <laughs> she can fall. Exactly. <laughs> she can take a fucking tumble. <laughs>